a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Welcome back, Rebels and Imperials, to Force Ghost Coast to Coast. We are doing the first of what I hope is going to be multiple episodes of a campaign of a Star Wars role-playing game. Here to tell you more about that game is Matt. Matt, take us through this. What what are Liz and I in for tonight? Let's start with the name of the game, and then you can read us the, the crawl that you've been practicing <laughs> to read. So the game, <clears throat> the game up until maybe two months ago was the Fantasy Flight um, Star Wars RPG. Now it's owned by, I think, Atomic Edge Games. Regardless, it's a Star Wars role-playing system that's broken up into um, separate mini-games that all play nicely with each other. Um, we are playing the Edge of the Empire version. So it's essentially the scum and villainy piece of the world. So we're not worried about Jedi, we're not worried about clone troopers, we're worrying about the people that are making their way in the tough outer rim of the galactic universe. All right. Hit us with that scroll. Okay. So this episode is called Escape from Moss Shutter, which does sound like something from Spaceballs, but you know what? <laughs> I didn't write it, so I'm not going to worry about it. It's a period of unrest and opportunity in the galaxy. The Galactic Empire struggles to maintain control in the midst of civil war. Meanwhile, scoundrels and smugglers, explorers and expatriates, and fringers of all types scramble for a living on the edges of the galactic civilization. It's a hard life, but these renegades have now more freedom and opportunity than any citizen of the core worlds. On the desert world of Tatooine, shocker, a few <laughs> such as the renegades have run afoul of a local crime boss, Timo the Hutt. Trapped in the tiny spaceport of Mos Shutta, the renegades have no other choice but to steal a suitable starship that has recently docked at the landing bay, a freighter called the Cryat Fang, captained by a Transdotian slaver named Trex. As they flee through the sun-baked streets, the renegades duck into a local cantina to hide from their pursuers. All right. Well played, sir. <laughs> so, uh, Liz, you and I have characters to choose. Uh, who is your character of choice? Well, I was looking at, and I hope I pronounce this correctly, Oscara. All right, tell us a little bit about, about Oscara from the uh, from the stuff that Matt sent us. All right, so uh, let's see, some description here. She was always quick, clever, and lucky enough to stay ahead of the press gangs, but her sister, Makara, was not. Um, I think maybe the best summary here, it tells us also that she seems jaded and cynical at first, having seen much of the worst of the galaxy had to offer at a young age. She's careful not to get too attached to anyone or anything. She's a professional bounty hunter and takes a serious approach to her work, focusing on results rather than any emotional considerations. So I have chosen uh, 41VEX. I'm going to call him just 41VEX or VEX, I guess for short. But he is a droid. Um, he is uh, his, his programming contains a self-improvement directive, which is pretty fun. Uh, he is a surgeon, and uh, 
I, I am not. I'm trying to decide what my character voice for him is going to be. I was thinking of maybe making him a sleazy used car salesman, which was the original idea <laughs> for C-3PO. Um, so I think that might be kind of fun. But uh, I might just talk like Brian because I'm lazy. But we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like how they really went in a different direction than used cars. Yeah, exactly. Open. I can't imagine anything more different than <laughs> C-3PO versus a used, like a, a butler versus a used car salesman. <laughs> but uh, just shows you that George Lucas had no idea what he was doing. Um, all right, so yeah, uh, that's good though, Liz. I I was she was actually my third choice of I mm. said I, I had top three. So of four. <laughs> of four, yes. <laughs> But I'm glad we just got our top choice, so that's fun. All right. So in this section, we are going to just experiment with the role-playing a little bit. I'm going to give you guys a situation, and you tell me what you would like to do. So just, and, just, just for clarification here, Matt, I'm sorry. I presume at this point we already know each other? Yes. Okay. So you have, in some way that we don't need to narratively um, explain necessarily, but you have all run afoul of the hut, um, either through some sort of illicit dealings, um, double crossing, walking out on a bounty, something of that regard. Um, the MacGuffin is really the escape. They're not worried so much about the beforehand. Okay, I just wanted to know whether I had to pretend <clears throat> to not know Liz for this. No, you guys know each other and you are in the shit. Okay, got mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, are we ready? I believe so, yes. Yeah. All right. So, you step down a short flight of stairs into the cantina's shadowy common room, the cool air a blessed relief from the scorching heat of Tatooine. The Devorian bartender pauses his chores to stare at you, his devilish features intimidating. A stage against the far wall, a Twi'lek woman dances to recorded music. Private booths line the walls, and the cantina floor is scattered with tables and chairs. A few patrons turn their seats and stare at you. The only other exits you see from the room are what looks to be a storage closet in one corner and a doorway behind the Twi'lek dancer. The arched roof above you is supported by thick, heavy struts. You only have a few moments to find a hiding place before Timo's thugs arrive. What do you do? Okay. Liz, do you have any, I, I feel like you have a better chance of blending in than I do. So what do you, what is your sort of blending in move here? Oh, man, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't sure where any of this was going since I've never played an RPG before. I didn't know <laughs> yes. what I'd have to do once we got started. <laughs> so now I just make up a story of what I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I should have been paying uh, better attention here. I don't know. I, honestly... I, I will say of any RPG that I have played in or run, this game really gets your feet into it, throwing mm -hmm. you into an actual immediate situation. So you can do any number of things. Your goal right now is you know that Timo's thugs are after you, mm -hmm. but you, you thought your best move was to jump into this cantina, and now you realize you didn't think of it beyond that. I did not. Not at all. <laughs> I did not think of it beyond that. Okay, so he here's my thought, okay? Uh, this is a relatively modern cantina. There is one of two options. There's either going to be droid servers there, or like our famous one in Mos Eisley, there are no droids allowed. So I scan the room to, uh, to see if there are droids around or not. Uh, would this be a perception check, Matt? 
I would say, yes, a perception check would be good. Okay, so I rolled and I did not succeed. Uh, correct. So, so I can't see anything is what you're saying. Yeah, you, what really it is, it's too quick of a moment. You are a little bit overwhelmed by the kind of change of light and the change of scenery. You're not able to get a good read of where you'd be able to fit in. Okay. Um, I am going to head for the kitchen or like the back bar. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get out of sight. Okay. So you want to try to hide behind the bar? Yes. It, 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 is there like a, a swinging door that leads to a kitchen or do I have to actually go behind the bar? You have to go behind the bar. There is no kitchen in this one. Okay. Then, yes, I'm going behind the bar. Okay. So, as you do that, the bartender gives you a scowl and says, you know, we don't like your kind here. So, what I need you to do is just to play it kind of cool. So, give me a roll on the cool rating and hit okay. one extra black die. I, I succeeded. There you go. All right. So, so, so what, what I say to him is that you don't know who my master is, but when my master gets here, you will be rewarded handsomely for letting me just stay back here and don't. Even, I won't. I won't do anything. I'll keep quiet. You keep your cool, and I will make this very worth your while. He grunts a little bit. Says, "We'll see about that." So, Vex is hiding behind the bar playing it cool and pretending to be a robo-bartender. Awesome. What's Okatra doing? Man, um, well, what I think she's doing right now is taking a quick scan of uh, the, the room to see if there's anyone nearby that can uh, help her and maybe some of these other folks out, anyone that has any skills that can help them uh, get out of there. Let's see. Uh being a Twi'lek, you really immediately kind of lock eyes with the dancer who's kind of half into the routine to begin with. Um, so she might be a friendly face to help. Hmm. All right. So I have to decide what I'm going to ask her about, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, so uh, I ask her if... Um... You know, I'm going to just basically ask her, you know, if if she can help me out, if she knows there's a place that I can hide and I'll make it worth her while in the end. All right. So what I want you to do is roll a charm roll. So on the character, click the drop down and then uh, roll those the charm with one black die taught in, tossed in. Oh, Ooh, never mind. With three successes, the black day is not going to do anything uh, negative to you. She um, looks around, says, come on, and hushes, um, ushers you back behind the stage. Mm. So both of you are now out of the way as the Gamorrean guards make their way in. Because moments after you hide yourselves, a small troop of pig-like Gamorreans carrying heavy, bone-breaking clubs, step through the door. Timo's enforcers. They blink their beady little eyes in the gloom, peering about. Then, seeing nothing of interest, they grunt and whine in their own language and turn to go. You know they're going to keep looking for you, though, until you take them out. So with their back turned, now is the time to strike. And I presume that uh, Ascara and I are far enough away that 
if I were to try to communicate with her, it would give away that we're hiding. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm, okay. And what is the order? Have you started the initiative yet? Uh, no. There we go. So you guys should be able to roll now. So the two of you are deciding who goes first. The glory guards are going second because you're getting the jump on them. Got it. Okay. Liz. But it uh, is safe to assume that for sake of simplicity, mm -hmm. Ascara is watching. So if you make a move, she's going to go as well. Okay. Mm. Got it. Okay. So okay. Um, I, I will go first for that reason. I am going to use my stun grenades mm. because all characters engaged with the target suffer eight stun damage, and I have three grenades. Each one can be used only once. So if I, from what I understand, is if I throw my grenade and it lands by them, both of them will be knocked out, correct? Correct. Okay. Cool. I feel like that is the most conservative move I have and one that would allow us to get the jump on them without exposing my frail uh, droid bones to uh, to actual combat here. So Yes. All right, so I am going to roll the dice. Zero successes, but one advantage. Okay. So you throw the grenade. It doesn't go off, but luckily the two of them are still a little bit pig-headed, um, so they don't notice it roll past them. So okay. you breathe a mechanical sigh of relief because you uh, didn't get their attention, but you're also a little disappointed because you didn't stun them. Okay. So now it's Liz's turn, correct? Correct. Oh, man, didn't stun them, huh? Nope. Okay. So uh, I think uh, what I'm going to use here, um, can I, oh, can I use my Gamorrean club here? D does that seem like a wise choice to engage these two? Uh, I, I think that's what I'm going to do here. All right. So you're going to rush them and try and get one of them with the Gamorrean club? Hmm. I can't get both of them, huh? Just one of them? Uh, just one of them at a time, but you're yeah, strong. Okay. All right, yeah. Them. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. All right. Um, so you will see what your dice is for. Yeah, roll, brawl, and then add in one purple die. All right. All right. So you, <laughs> your threat cancels your advantage, which is totally fine, um, because you still got your success. One of them goes down. So, you and another stunned pig, because he didn't know you were there, uh, stare at each other as he attempts to take a swing at you. So, let's get a roll from this one Gamorrean thug. He's going to come at you, Liz, because you were uh, kind of up in his grill. That's right. And they don't know so, I exist yet, right? No, they did not see your uh, grenade roll past them. And oh. they uh, really are kind of focused on the Twi'lek who is in their face. Oh, come on, Vex. So, boom. Oh, that's... Oh, hold on. Didn't roll any of the uh, <laughs> negatives. All right. Ooh, two failures. One threat. So that gives them a net of three. Okay. So they do have the advantages. Luckily, you get to dodge the swing... Um, but you're put off kilter a little bit, so you're not really well positioned to hit them back. So you'll need to be able to move back into combat, which is nice because it actually opens them up for Brian to be able to hit them uh, again. Mm. So back up top of the order, Brian. 
What I'm going to do is I am going to I, I have three grenades, right? Mm-hmm. I am going to throw my second grenade with one with my action. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to shout, stomp on the other grenade, I'll carry you out to Oscara. A deep level of trust between this mm-hmm. droid and Twi'lek. I will roll my dice now. Two successes. Okay. So <laughs> this one hits its mark. You get the Gamori in the back of the head because he's so engaged with uh, your partner. Um, immediately psh, stuns. Um, your friend Ascar realizes if she'd been any closer, she would have also been knocked out. But luckily, she's a okay. So the two of you look down, realizing that you have beaten the Gamorian guards. Yes. All right. So she didn't have to. She didn't even have to step on the second one. Nope. Okay. Nope. That was enough to take him out. All right. Ooh. And I will say, because you got so many successes, she's able to pick up the grenade that didn't go off and toss it back to you. Still good, just a little jammed. Got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. At, at which point, Gamor- at which point, yes. Vex turns to a camera that isn't there and says. <laughs> I could never have carried her out of here. <laughs> I, uh, and to which I say, I was ready to use my fists. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the Gamorrean guards defeated, the silence that follows is then broken by a slow, unamused applause. The Devorian bartender approaches you, laughs a little, and says, I guess you're the folks who need to get off the planet in a hurry. Good news for you is that I happen to know there's a freighter in the landing bay right now. Bad news is his Captain Trex is an associate of the Huts and won't just let you on. The other bad news is that the reason I know it's still in the landing bay is that it has a broken hypermatter reactor igniter that won't and it won't be flying anywhere till it gets a new one. However, I do know that Vorn over at the junk shop has one. He points at the door. Now get out of my cantina, because I know you just know one who's going to pay. Okay. Um, so my question, Matt, is we are being hunted by the huts, obviously, by a hut, mm-hmm. rather. Uh, he sent his Gamorrean guards after us. Correct. We have knocked them out, which will give some sort of um, – will give us some some time away from them. But how much time mm-hmm. do we have before we feel like there's another threat coming? Do we have to make haste here, or can we sort of take our time? Um, you're going to try to make haste. So okay. you have both the idea that the people in the cantina are not necessarily friendly uh, with the huts, but they're also not going to stick their neck out for you when the Gamorrean guards come to. Got it. Okay. I guess we go to the junkyard, right? Let's head to the junkyard. You head over to the junk shop, and it's immediately obvious by all the scrap adjoining. It's obvious which building it is by all the scrap that's uh, sitting outside. As you step inside the small building, you see a hunched old man lurking behind the counter, covered with disassembled droid and machine parts. The man glances up at you and turns to a garbage can-shaped R5 droid sitting at his side, kicks it, and shrieks, I'm not going to use a, uh offensive accent, much to Star Wars chagrin, <laughs> You're supposed to tell me when I have customers, you bucket of bolts. Go outside and finish stripping the speeder bike wreck. The droid trundles off with a surly boop, and the man turns to you. Welcome, customers. As you can see, he points to the racks and shelves, and with enormous buckets of scrap metal and parts, I have anything you could want. 
for the right price. Okay, Liz, I'm going to guess that because he's called his droid a bucket of bolts, that you have a better chance charming him than I would. That seems very plausible. So, uh, all right, so I'm going to uh, figure out how to talk to this guy. All right, so uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go for the uh, perhaps mutual uh, thing here. All right, so uh, I'm going to talk to this guy and mention that, uh, you know, uh, I'm here with this droid, and I really want to get this droid off my back. Um, it's been driving me crazy, and I need a new uh, hypermatter reactor. A um, hypermatter reactor, you say? Now, I only have one, and it's already promised to Captain Trex of the Cryad Fang. Well, what can we do to uh, take it off your hands instead of uh, Trex's? Uh, you know, he's a pretty intimidating guy, uh gonna take a little bit to make that change uh, well let's see hmm what is uh what is trex promised you mm, 750 credits hmm if i may here when yes. was the last time you had a physical sir eh, eh. Huh? You see, I am a doctor, and if I think that if I were to examine you, I would find a significant amount of hearing damage as you are around these loud machines all the time. I think it is very plausible that you could have heard that this was promised to vex me instead of Trex, the captain, and he would have to believe it because of your poor hearing. No, this sounds like something you're planning with an R5 droid. I don't like it. I don't like it. You go tell that bucket of bolts he can go screw himself. I, uh, I go tell him that. <laughs> do you go tell the R5 droid that? I do, yeah. No, no, no. I walk over to the R5 droid, and I say, man, I thought we lived in a better age than this. All these droid slurs, what is this? Come on. My, when I thought that we were in a civilized society, but apparently there are some people out here who don't believe so. My name is Vex. Oh, uh, what is what is your name, dear friend? <laughs> Jerome. Nice to meet you, Jerome. <laughs> and then he goes on. You know when R2-D2 is clearly swearing? Yes. Just like Italian taxi driver swearing? <laughs> yes. He goes off. He clearly does not like um, Vorn. And furthermore, he heard that you need the hyperdrive. And he'd be more than happy to steal it for you and sneak it outside in the back if you can just distract Vorn for a few. I'll okay. take care of the distraction. Go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, um, how would you be interested in going to, um, I don't know, get a drink? Got a Ooh. few extra credits burning a hole in my pocket. Hmm. You're not trying to get the hyperdrive, are you? I don't know. Maybe we could talk about it over a drink. But right now, I'm just interested in get away from my droid and maybe uh, drown in some sorrows in, in a drink. All right. So, Liz, what I want you to do is roll your charm dice again. Okay. And put one of the black dice, the setback dice, into it. Okay. All right. So you got one success and three advantages. Ooh, there you go. And 
what's going to happen in here is Vorn, he's a little bit wary, so he is actually going to roll as well. Because he is going to not really think you are up to it. All right. So he got one success, one advantage. So your successes cancel each other out, but you have a lot more advantages. So you're not able to really catch his interest enough for him not to notice what's going on. But by the time that he realizes that uh, his R5 droid has stolen the hyperdrive, you can get out of there quick enough to not make it an issue. All right. Success. Success. I'll come back for you, Jerome. (laughs) (laughs) Nice teamwork. Yes. (laughs) Well, folks, that does it for this first installment of our uh, Edge of the Empire adventure. You will return in two weeks with part two. And until then, remember, the Force will be with you always. 